Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Chapter 22, Fire and Ice. The wind shook the tent again, and I shook with it. The temperature was dropping. I could feel it through the down bag, through my jacket. I was fully dressed, my hiking boots still laced in place. It didn't make any difference. How could it be so cold? How could it keep getting colder? I'm Julia Argy. And I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And this is Hot and Bothered, Twilight and Quarantine. Julia, this whole chapter is like basically Edward watching Bella and Jacob in a sort of sexual position. And Jacob seems like into it. Yeah, I think he's 100% loving life. As we've talked about before, I do think that Jacob and Edward would be like a super hot couple. I did not come up with this idea, obviously. But we just see their compatibility so clearly in this chapter where Edward loves watching, right? Like from book one, he's loved watching Bella sleep. And Jacob clearly loves being watched. He is enjoying the situation so much more because he's being watched. And I'm just thinking their sexual compatibility is like better and better. Although we're so team Edward these days that I think he deserves better than Jacob. Oh, true. Should we remind people what happened in the chapter? We sure should. I'll go first. Count me in. Three, two, one, go. Bella is so cold that like her teeth might break from the chattering. And Jacob is really upset about it. And he's in wolf form. And then he's like, I'm in human form and I operate at 109 degrees. Um, I'll cuddle her and everything will be fine. And then Bella thinks she falls asleep, but she overhears a maybe dream conversation between Edward and Jacob where they're like, I love her more. No, I love her more. Why won't you leave her? Why won't you leave her? And then they're like, oh, we actually have this thing in common. Truce, truce. But just till dawn. You really kind of covered it all. So I'm going to go, but I'm not really sure I'm going to add anything. Story of our relationship. <laughs> that was mean. I don't even really know what it means, though. It was just mean without any meaning behind the meanness. So, OK, count me in. OK, on your mark, get set, go. So it's 2 a.m. and Bella's really cold. Jacob is sleeping outside in wolf form, but then he comes in. He tries to tell Bella to get naked because it's survival 101. No one's really into that. Eventually she warms up. Oh, he says he can kiss her blue lips redder, which was kind of gross. 
then Edward and Jacob go over a bunch of stuff about how, like, they both love Bella so much, whatever, whatever. They talk about the third wife. Um, Jacob's really slow to pick up on what that could mean for Bella. And then that was it. So I like Edward better, but as far as being obtuse as to the symbolism that's going on in the books, I feel more of a compatriot in Jacob. (laughs) He's like, what does the third wife mean? Oh, I get it now. (laughs) I'm like, me too, Jacob. I just think Jacob and I are on the same speed. I feel like this is one of the few times we've really identified with Jacob. So it's nice that we can get like a well-rounded picture of the books. Okay. Do you have any breaking news? We find out that Edward can think many things at once. Good for him. Yeah. I guess it makes sense because he's always hearing other people's thoughts. Like if he couldn't think multiple things at once, he would have no inner thoughts. Head empty. Other people's thoughts only. Which like, to be honest, through books one and two, you could have convinced me of (laughs) that he has no inner thought. Yeah. But we find out so much about his like capacity for change and caring about Bella and receiving feedback from the podcast and therefore getting better in this book that apparently he does have thoughts. I really felt like this chapter was like a teaser for Midnight Sun, not the preface because it happens after, but like a taste of what it would be like to be in Edward's head. It's not horrible in there. Yeah, it's pretty anxious. He's suffering. He is suffering. He's suffering because he like cares so much about Bella. Yeah. And she's a hot mess. I think he's shining (laughs) in the snowstorm. He's sparkling. Okay. A little counterpoint to Edward's goodness in this chapter (laughs) is that he didn't even bring a headlamp. We find out that when Jacob enters the tent, it's so dark that Bella can barely even see who Jacob is. I was like, you packed all this stuff and you don't have any lights? I understand they can both see in the dark, but like they're also not affected by the cold. It was just such an ill-prepared trip. Yeah. Whenever I see anyone holding a flashlight like in their teeth, as people often do, because you need light and two hands, I like scream headlamp at them. I don't understand why everyone doesn't have a headlamp. I have two. Everyone should have multiple headlamps. They are the most useful things and they are fashion. Yeah, I have one by my bedside table, just in case. Yeah, I have one at the back door and at the front door. We're geniuses. I don't know what people want us to say. We're smart. Everyone else needs a headlamp. Did you have any breaking news? Yeah, I think that this is the apex of Bella as Weather Woman. This is her out in the storm reporting back. She's like in her slicker going, the storm is quite bad, Phil. Yes, it's very cold here. You know, like when they send weather people, I don't know why, like into the hurricanes. Mm -hmm. But I think that it's like the highest promotion a weather person can have is to be actually like sent out into the dangerous storm. And I feel like Bella has been promoted. She's really doing it. I kind of got a sense in this chapter that Bella's vampire superpower might be controlling the weather because at the (gasps) end of the chapter, like just as her inner life settles down, the storm also settles. Do you think if Bella could control the weather, she would make it beautiful springtime where she and Edward can frolic in 1920s outfits like all year round? In the crocus meadow? Mm Mm-hmm. I was thinking she would like turn Washington State into Arizona. 
Ugh, that would be really bad for the environment. They don't care about the environment in this book. Did you genuinely enjoy anything in this chapter? Yes. I love like human heating pads. And so I really loved the idea of using Jacob as a heating pad. Like when my feet are cold, I stick them under people's butts. I even use myself. Like I'll sit on my own hands if my hands are cold. I think human heating pads are the best kinds of heating pads. When I like have cramps, I just want someone to like lay across my abdomen. So I really like the idea of Jacob being a heating pad. I wonder if this is a problem in Emily and Sam's relationship. If I was sleeping under the comforter with an 109 degree person, I would be like separate twin bed, sir. Like get get out of here. <laughs> or you could just like not turn the heat on. I think it would only be a problem in the summer. Yeah. What's your moment of genuine enjoyment? Just that Edward was acting so mature. He's finally like being 107, but not in a creepy way. <laughs> Yes. He makes such a weird comment about his age, though, that really confused me. He was like, Bella might only live like 70 years, which is a blip in my time. And I'm like, not really. You're not that old. Yeah. Like 70 years would be like 40 percent of your time. (laughs) He was talking like he's 600 years old. I was like, no, dude, you're not. I don't think he understands how ratios work, which is weird because he's 107. And so I feel like he should have had time to learn about them. Yeah. And he can think multiple thoughts at once. Yeah. So like do a quick percentage jump. True. He's bad at math, but aren't we all folks? Okay. No, you're not. You're a literal statistician. Lapsed statistician. That life is behind me now, Vanessa. Like Edward's human life. (laughs) I don't even remember it. Like Edward. (laughs) (laughs) do you have any other moments of genuine enjoyment oh can i share genuine cringe yes when jacob calls bella honey oh it was bad and he's never done it before right so this also is performative yeah he's as she's trying to fall asleep my eyelids drooped and shut and my breathing grew slower that's right honey go to sleep oh my god jacob whispered stop i couldn't even let you finish it was so gross And he's like 16, you know, it's like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Julia, do you have any questions or concerns? I have one, which is. Yeah, you can start. It's just really troubling that they figure out that like Bella really does for safety reasons sort of need some sort of, as they call it, space heater, right? Like she needs someone to help keep her warm. And Edward is not that person. And it's just so troubling to me that it has to be the person who assaulted her. And I think that that's something that's like true in a lot of assault victims lives. Like you're married to the person who assaults you or you live in the same dorm, right? Like where you just have to constantly be faced with the person who assaulted you. And so I hate it. Yeah. And part of the reason that it's like troubling to me on kind of like a meta level is because it seems like a plot device to get them all together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bella's cold and Edward's cold. And like, what do we need? Jacob to come in being warm. And it's like, we'll touch on this later, but there are so many other ways that we could have handled this, folks. So many. A plethora. Yeah. It also sets this expectation of women being able to forgive their assaulters very quickly. I don't know. It was just a chapter ago and like six hours ago in the context of the book that Bella was like, you assaulted me. 
And now she's like, yes, please hold me. And he's whispering honey in her ear. Yeah. You assaulted me. You scare me. Come cuddle me. Let's snuggle. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you? Did you have any comments or concerns? Yeah, I'm confused about Jacob's ideas of love. Obviously, they're troubling because they lead him to a lot of bad behavior. But something he keeps saying in these books is that Bella is in love with him and just doesn't know it. Like, this is not a real thing. I hate to break this to him. Obviously, he seems really tied to this idea. But like, the person who's in love or not in love with someone decides that. You can't like surmise it. Because you want something like that's their personal choice and not something that you can sense that they don't know about. <laughs> right. Both people have to be in on it for people to be in love. Yeah. Like Hugh Jackman and I are not in love because he does not know about me. Yeah. But you're not, you're not even saying also Hugh Jackman is in love with me. He just doesn't know. Yeah. It. No, I would never because <laughs> I am not Jacob Black. Despite being slow on the uptake, you were quick on this one. <laughs> yeah. Jacob and I have overlapping qualities. This is not one of our overlapping qualities. Yeah. I just, to anyone out there who thinks that someone is in love with you and doesn't know it, they probably just aren't in love with you. <laughs> Tough pill to swallow, but better late than ever. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, let's move over into our mentor corner. What advice do you have? So this is kind of a hot take. One could say, I know this is like maybe not supposed to seem like a dream, but I kind of think it is a dream because of what I said at the end, we're like, it's Bella's little fantasy that like everyone's getting along and then like she's able to rest once they're all one happy family. I think it's like her subconscious kind of being like, I wish they were all getting group therapy together. We were just like talking out our problems. And I know that if Jacob and Edward were really to like connect on a deeper level, they would really get along, which I think is a total fantasy, which is why I think it has to be a dream a little bit. So I think... She should wake up and be like, you know what we need? Group therapy. Learn from her dream. Everyone hit the therapist couch together. Let's go. <laughs> I completely disagree with your take, but I love the conclusion you come to from your take. So you don't think it's a dream or you think that Edward and Jacob would actually get along? I don't think it's a dream. I think that often, especially camping, but like I think in the middle of the night in camping, two people can get along that 
won't get along in the light of day. And I know that we know that Bella has really swallowed the pill of patriarchal ideas of love, but I would like to think that if this was a dream of like group therapy, that she would dream a healthier conversation. Okay, maybe. But I think that based on your read, you give the perfect advice. What's your first piece of advice? My first piece of advice is that Jacob officially really has to let it go with Bella because Edward brings up a brilliant point. He says that if Bella chose you, I would stick around because maybe one day you would imprint on someone and like I could then scoop Bella back up. And I was like, true, Edward. It happened to Sam, Leah and Emily and it could absolutely happen to Jacob, Bella and whoever. And so I just found that so compelling. And Edward is really modeling for Jacob what you do when you love someone, which is say this is what's best for them. And what's best for them in Jacob's case is removing yourself from the situation because there's a really good chance you're going to imprint on someone other than Bella. You know you haven't imprinted on Bella because that's mutual. Yeah. No, my advice, my second piece of advice is that Edward is spinning truths and Jacob should be taking notes. (laughs) One of the truths, obviously, is that like you don't know what's best for other people. That's something that was really hard for Edward to grasp. It took a thousand pages for him to really come to terms with. But it seems like he's there now that in a relationship, you have to listen to the other person's concerns and address them as needed. He says he did that about Bella going to the fight. And he also makes a very nuanced point where he said, if I hadn't listened to Bella, it ultimately would have been worse for both of us because she would have done what she wanted anyways. And she would have like tried to kill herself effectively. So it's like, you cannot control other people. You need to listen to them and take them at their word. And then finally, the best point that I've been seeing from Edward for a little bit now and admiring is that you need to keep your bad vibes to yourself. He has played it so cool around Jacob because he knows it hurts Bella's feelings if he were to talk shit. And so he does it. Jacob has learned this 0% and needs to take it up immediately. I feel like my turning the corner with Edward is when he started to act so mature around Jacob when Jacob was always like talking trash and trying to start shit. And he was like, I'm literally and figuratively too cool for this (laughs) and like take your team drama elsewhere. Wow. Mature, enlightened. I love to see it. I love the idea of Jacob being like, hang on a second and pulling out a pen and like having to take off the cap and like spit it because he like doesn't really have two hands because like one of them is spooning Bella and like telling Edward, can you please put a notepad under my pen so that he's like literally (laughs) taking notes? Yeah. I mean, maybe he could get a tape recorder yeah, or yeah, something yeah. and like play it back like a podcast. Uh-huh. Edward co-hosting Twilight and Quarantine, <laughs> giving advice to other characters. This is very endearing, Julia. I've never heard you gush about a character other than Angela on the show. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm just like, oh, my God. Finally, the romantic lead is like doing things that I appreciate yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. Team Edward. What's your second piece of advice? So Bella does this weird thing where she has noticed that Jacob has longer hair than his other werewolf friends. And so she goes, I don't know if this is weird that I'm asking you this, but, and I guess my advice is like, if you don't know if something is weird, 
to ask, like try researching it before you ask, because it is weird. It is weird to ask other cultures about their grooming. That is like something we want to steer away from. We don't want to be asking people if we can touch their hair. So if you are curious about someone else's culture, do a little research before you maybe put them in an awkward position. I mean, I can't believe we didn't talk about this moment earlier because it really haunted me. It was one of those moments where now that you say that, it's kind of like the book coming out the other side in terms of the messaging, because the actual answer as to why Jacob is wearing his hair long is so awkward. It's like Bella quickly learned she never should have asked. (laughs) Yes, that's true. (laughs) The answer was that Jacob thinks that maybe Bella likes it better this way and she literally does not care at all how he looks because she's not into him. And it's just really awkward for everyone involved. Right. So I think my advice now, thank you so much, Julia, for helping me think this through. I think my advice is don't ask people, quote unquote, why about their bodies. You can like compliment their haircut and be like, I love your haircut, but don't be like, why'd you get that haircut? Like when a woman came up to me and was like, why'd you lose all that weight? And it's like, because I was sick. I was dying. Thanks for asking. So, Julia, we are going to do one of the only reality TV shows that I've actually watched today. And it's called Making It. And it stars Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman slash Leslie Nope and Ron Swanson from Parks and Recreation. And they are hosting a reality show in which they have like amazing arts and crafts people, people who like make things semi-professionally come on the show and they call them makers. And they're given an assignment, like make something that is beautiful and emblematic of your family. And people just create the most incredible things. And so you and I were given an assignment by Leslie Nope and Ron Swanson. And let me open the envelope as to what our assignment is. Okay, our assignment is to make Bella warmer without her having to cuddle with the person who assaulted her. And the materials that we are allowed to use is anything that we can find within 20 miles. Would you like to go first? I would love to. Okay, hit, hit us. No, you're supposed to say make it. This is the only show I know, so I'm going to be very exacting. I just can't believe they didn't go maker it work. (laughs) It would be the perfect crossover. It really would. Okay. So I would want to team up with Edward, and I would say that he should use his tree-breaking skills to build a little structure around the tent, and it can just be like log cabin style, like just stack and lean to, like... He can use snow to, like, pack it if he needs to. Like, this doesn't need to be a structure that lasts very long. Then they can build a fire between the, like, structure and the tent to, like, warm up this, like, little hot house. They would obviously have to build a little chimney for it. And the way that they can start a fire is that he's so good at being fast that he could really quickly rub two sticks together. For kindling, they can use the notebook that you gave to Jacob to take notes. Then the last thing, I know that this is a little much, and I'm a vegetarian, so I'm like anti this, but we got to keep Bella alive. So I think that they should kill a deer so that she can like stick her feet into it, Jack London style, because that will keep it really warm. And then simultaneously, they can skin the deer in order to make a coat for her. And then they can use the bones of the deer to create more charms for her charm bracelet. You got to use every part of the deer or it's not okay. And Edward can drink the blood as a little snack during his hard work. 
Yes, exactly. And then Edward will be like super filled up because he didn't go, get to go hunting with Alice and the rest of them. Yeah. Wow. You've kind of thought of everything. Thank you. I don't know what we're going to do with like the antlers, like coat rack to hang the. Um... It's it's the shopping gift that Bella gets from Olympia for Charlie. <gasps> Oh my God, I got you these antlers. I'm sure that there are many, many body parts that I like haven't thought of how to use, like the teeth. I guess they could make a necklace out of the teeth. At the end of this, there's going to be a lot of interesting jewelry. <laughs> use your deer teeth necklace and your deer bone bracelet. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. What do you do with the eyes? Pickle them for decoration. Oh, no. No, I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> anyway, that's what Edward and I made for our structure to keep Bella warm. What did you make, Julia? And did you make it or do you also have a team member? Oh, Edward does everything. Okay, Edward great. Edward is slacking in this chapter, just huddled in the corner. First things first, Edward gets naked. This is for two reasons. One is Edward doesn't need clothes. So like, what is he doing being clothed while his girlfriend is freezing? Second, I think he kind of levels the playing field between like, Jacob snuggling his girlfriend. Obviously, we're doing this so like it, that doesn't happen. But I just feel like Edward naked in the tent will just like change the dynamic a little bit, freshen it up. Okay, Edward strips. Also, it'll warm up Bella because she'll be super turned on. <laughs> she'll be like, hey, oh, my God, they should just have sex. Anyway, <laughs> lest an episode of Twilight and Quarantine go by in which we do not recommend that Edward and Bella have sex. Okay, but I'm sorry I interrupted. Next. Edward leaves the tent. Jacob's in werewolf form. He takes his super sharp teeth and he shears Jacob. We hear he's shaggy. He has fur to spare. Like a sheep on a grassy field, okay? Strip by strip. Take the fluff. Stuff Bella's sleeping bag. <laughs> Honestly, Lentil is covered in fur. He wants to be outside in the cold 24-7. And he's not a giant werewolf. So, like, I really don't think Bella needs much more than just some extra stuffing in her sleeping bag. Then obviously this is against the rules, but I just need to say then Jacob mind DMs Seth, who's coming anyway, to bring stuff for her. <laughs> that is cheating. I just had to put it out there. <laughs> OK, well, everyone go on Instagram and vote as to whose structure makes more sense. My brilliant one or Julia's OK one. Great. Yeah. Vanessa's was better, but like, I'm fine with that. You've watched the show. You had a leg up. A deer leg up. Um, do you have anything in your Twilight Diary? Yeah, well, I just wanted to share the truth, which is that I was really obtuse this chapter. The whole time I was like, why are the Cullens so bad at preparing a campsite? They go camping all the time. They're frequent buyers at Newton's. And I realized I was duped because they go fake camping and really they just go murdering. So it's like I was one of the townspeople in Forks and I was like, these people should be great at this and they're horrible. What's going on here? <laughs> You're just a regular gal. Truly. Um, what do you want to put in her care package this week? After Jacob and Edward have really bonded this chapter, I want Bella to get them matching charm bracelets to match hers and then two charms to represent her. I'm thinking like a single ravioli dangling from each bracelet. And then they can give each other charms. I'm sure Edward has more family heirlooms that he's willing to pawn off on people. Um, <laughs> and Jacob's a talented carver. But I think like a little friendship bracelet thing, really good. I don't 
don't think Jacob would give a shit about the ravioli. I think you got a little lazy. That's the right charm for Bella to give to Edward, but that is not the right charm for her to give to Jacob. Like, she should give Jacob a motorcycle, not a piece of ravioli. He'd be like, what the heck is this? And she'd be like, it's a reminder of my first really romantic date with Edward. And he'd be like, why do I want that? Be like, Bella, it's Italian. (laughs) Italians eat ravioli. Okay, what are you going to get? I'm going to send her an Ativan. Like, she should not have had to overhear this whole conversation. And if she was, like, blissfully deep asleep, she would not have had to. And I wish that for her. I wish she could forget this. I wish she could have never experienced it. So I'm sending drugs. I haven't sent her drugs in a long time also. I was honestly thinking of that NyQuil scene from book one. I was like, where's that one we need? (laughs) Right. Jesus Christ. (laughs) What do you think is going to happen next chapter? Please, God, the fight. This is like becoming excruciating for me. I was trying to imagine what it could be other than the fight because we've had every like conversation. Like, does Bella go back and have a heart to heart with Renee? Does like (laughs) Phil break a bone and she has to go to Jacksonville? Like what could get in the way of me and this fight for another chapter? Nothing, right? We are at the fight scene now. The only thing I can imagine actually happening is like everyone is waiting and then like maybe people are about to start to arrive and the chapter like cuts to black. Got you know it. what I mean? But like, I, I think it has to be really soon. This has been Twilight in Quarantine 180 on Edward Cullen from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are produced and edited by Ariana Nettleman. This show was conceived of as a vampire baby by Julia Argy and I'm Vanessa Zoltan and I want a ravioli bracelet. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by Acast. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.